ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Monday, April 25th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you all being here with me. And of course, if there's ever a moment in time where you can't be here live, we also podcast, and we do that every single show. You can get that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you do, give me a follow. I really appreciate it. We've got spring game to decompress today. We're going to be talking about this for the next couple of days at least as the spring game happening Saturday at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And, of course, the game itself taking place at the indoor facility. Now, the Jones Zone, I really didn't get a chance to go over and check out any of the Jones Zone. I walked by, I saw the tailgaters, and I didn't venture in. So, if you were there, let me know how that went, what you thought about that. So, I'm going to have to depend on you today a little bit for the Jones Zone. You know, I saw the inflatables, the tents, things like that. How was that experience? I was over at the indoor, and I was up there in the um, – in the, you know, the upper level just for the first half that I went down on the field, second half. And, you know, it was an okay crowd. It was an okay crowd. Second half, I think a lot of people decided to depart, hit the tailgating, and that's fine. I get it. You know, the ticket got you into the zone zone and, of course, into the indoor practice facility to see that. So it was a different atmosphere. So what do you think of that? I want to get you as, as someone who attended it, what, how do you feel? What was it like for you? I mean, did you go inside? Did you watch it? Did you enjoy what you saw? Would you have liked to have seen it, of course, on the turf outside? Of course you would have. I agree with that 100%. Everybody would have liked to have been out there and to, to see the game and maybe see a bigger crowd show up, be a little bit more. I mean, it was intimate. There were a lot of recruits on hand to watch, so it was a different type of atmosphere, to say the least. That might have played into Marshall's favor as far as the atmosphere inside, plus with the fans. You know, one thing's for certain, the defense is going to be definitely ahead of the game. Hopefully the offense can catch up. But the probably the, the biggest complaint was just it was hot inside. That was really the biggest complaint I heard from people so far. It wasn't about the game itself or – how things went. I think the biggest thing was other than not being able to watch it if you weren't there or not being able to watch it in the stadium, watch the game itself, not just video stream of it, but you know, not able to watch the game, just have the game outside. So those were kind of some of the things that I got. And, of course, the temperature inside. I mean, let's be honest. It was a little, just a little hot in there. I mean, it was it was indoor weather, right? Coach Huff commented about that. The indoor weather was uh, the story. I didn't think that would be a story. But the indoor weather, a story we can talk about. Yeah, I thought it was great, man. I didn't know that the, the indoor weather was going to be the same as the outdoor weather. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think it was good. You know, obviously, you know, we would love to be in the zone. But I think, honestly, for Marshall, and we, we got to look at things that, that fit us. You know, that the festival and the tailgating and people kind of hanging out on the field, that's who we are. Um, obviously, we don't want to you know, play inside all the time, but 
I don't know if we'd have been able to have, you know, that type of environment if we would have played, you know, in the jungle. So I think we maximized our opportunities like we talk about on the football field. I think the fans inside, outside of sweating a little bit, enjoyed it. Um, I think the fans outside, you know, enjoyed it. So, again, I think I look at this as the kickoff to the 2022 season. Um, everybody's got to practice. So the people that had beer pong and tailgating, they got to practice. We got to practice. We got to figure out who's bringing the cooler. We got to figure out who's responsible for the grill. Um, and hopefully this weekend we got a little chance at that. Who's got the grill? I was looking around. Who had the grill? The media corps, nobody's seen to take that responsibility. I didn't bring the grill. Luke Creasy didn't bring the grill. Grant Trailer didn't bring the grill. Cassidy Wood, Keith Morehouse, C.J. Harvey, nobody had the grill. Tim Stevens probably had the grill. So we got to get that squared away a little bit. But he's right. This is sort of practice. You're practicing tailgating. You're getting out there. You're doing it again. You're seeing some people you haven't seen for a long time. And let's be honest, how many people went tailgated and didn't come in? You went and you're tailgated. You paid your $20. You get on the West lot. You tailgated. Maybe you looked in. You went inside for a minute, maybe saw some of the action. You came back out. You were tailgating. How many of you did that? Just, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to go in. But did you do that more? Were you more interested in just the whole, let's go tailgate today? Let's go cook out. This is We're going to cook out on the football a lot with a lot of people wearing Kelly Green and, and some of the people we know. We're going to hang out with those people. We're going to spend a little extra coin today to, to cook out. We're going to do that. We're going to practice, as Coach said. And, of course, while we were all grilling out, or at least somebody was grilling out on Saturday, Sunday, the winners got steaks and the losers got hot dogs. It's been a tradition for a while. Hot dogs for the losers. Now, if done properly, I'll take a I'll take a good hot dog. Got to have sauce on it, right? Ketchup, mustard, maybe. Definitely mustard. Coleslaw? Do you do coleslaw on your on your hot dog? I do. I like the coleslaw. I like the mustard. Got to do the sauce. With that combo, I don't do the ketchup. It's ketchup mustard sauce, or it's the sauce with the mustard and the slaw. I'll do onions sometimes. Not not often, but I'll do the onions sometimes. And of course, you gotta have fries. And baked beans. You gotta have that as well. I mean, they're if done right, this isn't really a loss. Steaks are great, but hot dogs are solid too. So nobody really was a loser here on Sunday. But coach talked about, of course, and the part of that was Again, to establish some some friendly competition. Hey, what are we playing for, Coach? Well, you know, the winners are going to get steak. So you're going to eat like you're going to eat like a king. You're going to eat a steak, a really good steak. And if you lose, well, you're getting beans and hot dogs. Nothing wrong with beans and hot dogs. I like beans and hot dogs. However, it's not it's not expensive steak. I mean, that was sort of the dynamic going on. And Coach Huff talked about that. Of course, it's all in good fun. Yeah, so the, the black team, I mean, they, I mean, Owen Porter was like the mayor lobbying for, like, redistricting. He wanted to trade guys. He felt like I stacked the team. And then he was the one yelling, keep beating, keep beating, we're going to win. Um, but, yeah, so we're you know, winners. The black team will eat steaks. I told them it's going to be flown in Wagyu style from Arizona. Um, they're going to eat steaks. Uh, losers will eat uh, hot dogs on paper plates. Um, so it'll be good. It's, it's a good way to kind of, you know, end the, the, end the spring. 
Um, and we've got, you know, lucky we've got some donors who donate some beautiful Wagyu cut steaks <laughs> all the way, I mean, from Arizona. I mean, the best of the best. Um, but again, it, it's a good way to kind of get these guys competing, you know, for something even when you're playing yourself. Making me hungry for steak now. Again, I, I'm a proponent of the hot dog. I will defend the hot dog, but the steak? Okay, I can see why there was some lobbying going on. We're going to hear more from Coach Huff a little bit later on the program. Give us an idea of how things looked as far as he was concerned, who stood out, what stood out. Later, Owen Porter, we're going to get his thoughts on that defense. Let me tell you, that defense, I'm going to use Coach Huff terminology. That defense could be real. They look like they could be real. And again, that's Coach Huff terminology. I'm going to borrow that. The defense looking real. And I, I kind of like where the running back room is going. That's something that I'm, I'm really happy with as well. We'll hear from Coach Huff. We'll get your phone calls and texts. And the phone line is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. And I'm on Twitter, and I'm stirring it up today on Twitter. Yeah, there's been some fun going on on Twitter today. People not happy with maybe the way the game was presented, maybe not happy with the fact they couldn't watch it, videos of it, a lot of things going down. You can, you can join on Twitter, at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. It is the Monday, April 25th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everyone tuning in today. We, of course, have got these next few months to sit back and sort of hope what Marshall football is going to be all about come actual playing for keeps, playing real. One thing is certain, if you were at the spring game on Saturday, the one thing that I think is certain, you cannot deny this, that that defense looked pretty good. If I'm opposing offenses, I'm looking at that defense and thinking, somewhere, someone's presser, the comment, Marshall's defense is real, might be uttered by someone other than me. That's the good news. The defense is solid. I don't know if it's a bad news situation or, okay, there's, a, there's some things that need to be done. you got to, as coach would say, close the gap. So I don't know if it's a, a good, bad, or a bad, good, or here's something really good and here's something that needs a little work. But coach, he acknowledged that the defense right now, they're ahead of the offense. You know, based on kind of the way we, we broke the teams up, we knew, um, you know, defensively they were kind of had the upper hand. But um, it was good to see some of the young guys make some plays. Um, it was good that everybody stayed healthy. And that's a you know, big piece of um, us having success moving forward. Um, I think we got a chance to see some guys in some game-like situations, how they handle one play after the next. And obviously with limited play calling, you know, you're kind of just banking on, 
you know, hey, is that guy over there, you know, quick enough, strong enough to kind of make a play? Um, I think what you saw is you got a chance to see, you know, defensively, we've got some, some talent. Um, yeah, I've talked about the D-line around here for a long time. Um, when we're healthy, we're pretty violent and pretty disruptive. Um, you know, we go down to Louisiana for the bowl game. We got six D-linemen, four D-ends. Can't make it the entire game that way. Um, but if we could stay healthy, which in football, some people are going to get hurt. You just can't get depleted at a position. Um, I think we got a chance to see that today. Hopefully, we'll see the offense get up to speed a little bit more. See the offense get stronger. It's a solid defense, though. I'm happy on that note, that the defense was really good. So it's going to be a challenge to deal with, not only for Marshall's offense, but hopefully opposing offenses as well will have a challenge with Marshall's defense. And it can only get better. So that's one takeaway. I mean, right now, if I'm looking across the way and I see Owen Porter, i got to be worried. There's Owen Porter. If I'm looking at him, I'm worried. I better pack a lunch because I'm going to be here a while. It's going to be a day of work. How those quarterbacks look, though. Here's what Coach thought. And, again, keep in mind, and he stresses this a little bit, we're talking about a spring game controlled scrimmage. He mentioned the other day, it's going to be vanilla. I mean, you weren't going to see bombs being dropped. You weren't going to see anything outside of some basic situations. There wasn't going to be some crazy scrambling. I mean, this was – a vanilla practice. There were particular reasons why certain things were done in certain ways, and that includes the play calling. So keep that in mind as he talks about the quarterback situation, how they looked, and he stresses that a little bit as well. Here's Coach Huff. I think, you know, when you, when you look at it from the spring game perspective, uh, one of the things that Cam um, Fancher does is he's mobile. So when you go spring game, he's not mobile because, you know, he's not live, if that makes sense. So that limits a little bit of his, you know, defensively, you don't have to play the same when you know the guy can't run. Um, but you did see him get the ball down the field a couple times, and, you know, a couple guys made some big plays. Um, obviously, with our offensive line situation in the spring being kind of numbers low, we had to split some guys. So when you piece it together, you don't always have the best five in front. So. It, it, it minimizes some of the things that he was able to do consistently in the other 14 practices. But overall, I think, you know, I'm evaluating how did he manage the game? You know, was he making sure that we were in the right play, right alignment? Was he going in the right direction with his eyes? Um, I think you saw, you know, I talked about it the last week. Um, I mean, when, the, when they hit the back nine, Pete Zamora the last week and a half has been birdie, 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 birdie. Um, and I think you got a chance to see a little bit of that today. Now, I mean, his uniform hangs off him like a curtain, so he's still got to develop and get stronger. Um, but I think you saw a little bit today. You know, he got the ball out to some, you know, ride outs. You know, Brian Robinson made some big-time contested catches. Um, you know, he kind of managed the, the, the offense on the other side. Um, so those are some of the things we look for. You know, it's not perfect because you don't have the perfect play and you're not game-planned and you're not saying, hey, on third down they do this. Um, so you kind of just let the guys play within the system. Um, and I think you got a chance to see that, you know, Cam's got a good feel comfort-wise for the system, and then Pete's done a really good job. The other guys did some good things, you know, but we, as you continue to build, you're looking for who can stack quality plays on top of each other. Now, there's a different dynamic going to change soon, or so we think. Doesn't matter what the quarterbacks look in this particular situation. It's going to be a little bit closer to – Coming up, you got summer, you have, of course, practice, true, getting ready for game time. So many different 
avenues to go down so many months ago. And then there's former Texas Tech quarterback Henry Colombi, who is coming in, and he's going to change the dynamic a little bit, or maybe he's not. Coach Huff talks a little bit more about Henry coming in and how things might change. Yeah, I don't think it really changes the dynamic. It just puts another piece, an experienced player in the room. Um, you know, obviously, Henry's got to come in. Um, he's got to continue to learn the system, you know, and he's going to have to execute. You know, I hope he can execute. But, you know, at the same time, I hope that, you know, Peter Zamora continues to get better. Um, and I think what happens is when you add competition to the room, everybody, you know, level rises. So, you know, Chase is going to get better. Pete's going to get better. Cam's going to get better, uh, which is going to make us a better team. So better makes better. Iron forges iron. So when Columbia comes in, He's going to probably have more experience. He's going to maybe more likely win that number one spot. That's what we're all thinking anyway. I'm saying it out loud. When Columbia comes in, he's probably going to be the number one guy. Everyone else is playing for two right now, right? I'm, I'm thinking it. You're thinking it. I'm just saying it out loud. Am I right? We'll find out. Not my decision. I'm not the one setting the lineup. But at the same time, you got to find who can do what. And you got to put your quarterbacks in situations so you can evaluate. And they've got to be in situations. So when you put them out there, it's not the first time. Even though they played the position, you get to college, it's a little different. It's the same, but it's not. So you've got to get game-like situations for these quarterbacks. And Coach talked a little bit about the importance of that. One of the things that we talked about, right, because, you know, you're playing yourself, right, so you got to kind of give them some focus. One of the things we talked about was who could play winning football in a game-like situation. And I think the quarterback's got a chance to do that. What does that mean? Who can realize, hey, it's third down, it's first down, it's second down. Hey, I can't take a sack in two minutes. Hey, this guy's not lined up the right way. Hey, this is the coverage. You know, hey, this is where the ball's supposed to go. So we were able to evaluate that. We'll be able to watch the film and evaluate who can play winning football. Um, obviously, you know, this game is a quarterback-driven game. Um, so that position has to play really well. Um, but also part of that position playing well is they got to be able to manage situations. They don't always have to make the perfect throw. They don't always have to make the perfect read. It's their job to manage, you know, the plays. It's their job to manage the offense and keep a bad play from becoming a catastrophe. That, that's really their job. Um, and then when the good plays are there, they got to execute. So I think you saw that a little bit today from all the quarterbacks. Um, we got to get more consistency from all of them in order for us to be game ready. But I think it was a good step. Charles Huff, Marshall's head coach, talking about the quarterback situation, the experience, getting them in some game-like situations. One of the questions that was asked of Coach Huff after it was all said and done, a little bit more encompassing, he was asked about with all these practices and everything he's gone through this spring, what throughout it all impressed him the most. And he didn't answer with, oh, the quarterback play or the running back play or the defense. He answered more specifically, he was impressed going through this once again, how the culture has improved. I think our culture growth, uh, we, we are a much more mature culturally football team, right? Doesn't mean the guys are older, but as far as doing things the right way, as far as trying to 
um, compete every day as far as trying to motivate, trying to do the things that we preach that help us be consistent. Um, it, it was one of the best 15 practices from a culture standpoint that I've ever been a part of. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't want you guys to go right. But when you have good culture, those, whether you win or lose, you're able, you're able to get better because guys are focused on what's really important and not, well, I didn't get this or we could have did this. Um, so I think being culturally healthy is probably the thing I'm most impressed with. That was one of his goals coming in, changing the culture. I mean, you've seen superficial changes to facilities. I mean, you got a fresh coat of paint in the facilities building across the board. You know, you've got things like that. You have additional staff, how Marshall does things. And now you've gone through this once again. Instead of trying to set it up, it's now to a degree set up, and now you can run it. And he's happy with the way that his team has progressed so far and how now you can probably focus more on the things that will win you football games instead of building the foundation, you can build upon the foundation. And that makes sense to you? Well, we did talk a little bit about some of the things that he did see that he liked. And I think from social media, the thing that I'm getting most from a lot of you is you're going to be happy with the running game. Sure, this might be an offense where Marshall passes the ball a lot, but there's going to be a lot of ground action. And from the take that I saw from several of you and from Coach Huff, again, being a running backs coach, right? He's got an eye for that. He's got a little experience with that. Being from that room, he was pretty happy. He talked about what he saw from the running backs. I think, you know, obviously, um, you know, Kalen's got some more experience than some of the younger guys, which is good. Um, and I think you saw today that he's got some ability um, and, and we got to be able to use him and Rasheen um, the right way. I think you saw the two um, younger running backs who still should be in high school at the prom right now. Um, they've probably grown as much as the quarterbacks. Are, are they game ready? No. Physically, they got to continue to get stronger. But as far as speed of the game, understanding the system, you know, understanding what college football is about, understanding that when that hole opens up, it's not going to stay open like it did in high school, um, put them in a good position to be competitive um, in the fall. Um, and that's what you want, right? You, you want to be able to have as many competitive guys. I look at those guys as guys that can help us on special teams, guys that can continue to grow into the running back role. But I think these 15 practices has really helped their overall football growth. Going to be pretty good on the running attack, right? That's what I'm hearing. The running game is going to be pretty good. And he, he talked a little bit more specifically about some of those early enrollees, some of those true freshmen, how they performed. I'm hearing running again. I'm hearing that running game. Yeah, I think, you know, our, our program, uh, the model is you adapt or die. So they adapted quick. Um, but I think they, they grew up. And I think that part of that is because of our culture. You know, the, the older guys wouldn't let them not do something or they wouldn't let them not know something. Um, and that, that's when you got good culture, that happens. And what that does is it allows your back end of your roster or your younger guys to develop faster. Um, so that whatever they can do, whether it's, you know, scout team, whether it's every play, whether it's special teams, they can get to that level faster. Um, and I think that's where we're at with all of those guys. The culture is the culture. It's getting better. Now, when asked about who stood out from the new guys, I think this is where you're going to hear a little bit more specifically 
what I was alluding to. You're going to hear a little bit more specifically some of the position players, some of the, the guys that really stand out and you should be excited for. The quarterback gets all the praise and all the criticism. Um, but I think he did a good job. I think when you look at the two running backs, you know, I think um, Isaiah Gordon and um, A.J. Turner, they did some good things. They showed some of their shiftiness, some of their ability. Um, so I'd probably say those guys. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to watch the film. I'm, I'm, I'm an offensive coach, so unless the DB, you know, falls down or, or, or trips somebody, I probably don't see it till the film. Um, so I don't know about Jacoby Henderson. I didn't watch, but Jacoby Henderson has probably had um, the most effective spring you know as far as making plays you know being you know in in the mix um so i would probably say if i watched the film he probably did some really good things um so it, it, once you watch it you see it a little bit different but the running backs i happen to kind of always watch for some odd reason um so they they flashed a little bit to me today imagine that coach watches the running backs for some odd reason imagine that it's not as if he's got a background in running or something he's not familiar with that position right that's Coach Huff, his breakdown of the spring game. What's your breakdown? Twitter, at Paul Swan. I hear Twitter's a hot thing today, so get on board. Jump on Twitter now while it's new. It seems to be the hot thing, at Paul Swan on Twitter. Also, you can text the program, 304-396-8255. That's 304-396-TALK. And, of course, the White Claw phone line at 877-420-TALK, 877 877- 420-8255. More on this edition of The Drive coming up on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're rolling along on this Monday, April 25th, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is the Tri-State's favorite sports show. You can join the program by calling 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. I'm on this brand new thing called Twitter. I read about it in the news today. It's it's a big deal. You can find me there at Paul Swan. Some guy, Elon Musk, bought it. So it's going to be the latest and greatest thing in uh, social media. So you should find me there again at Paul Swan. And of course, yeah, you can find me on Facebook as well. I got you covered. If you don't like that, or you're if you're jumping off Twitter and you want to be a little bit more interactive on the Facebooks, you can find me the Drive with Paul Swan. So I got you covered wherever you're at. I appreciate every single one of you following and just keeping up with me. And of course, you know, we've got a lot still to come here on the good old fashioned radio show, the one we do every day. I've got Olwyn Porter. Now I've seen some of you comment on how frightening Owen's gonna be, how it's going to be tough. If you're an offense, you're coming in thinking, okay, let's see what this herd defense looks like. And you see that Owen Porter guy, you're thinking, uh-oh, this, this unit's going to be pretty good. These guys are going to be strong. And that's one way to talk about how the defense is going to be this upcoming season. Owen Porter, after the game, talking about this defense, he used Coach Huff's words again. Well, okay, Coach Huff says we real, real. Maybe – 
Maybe Owen's going to be strong. His word's going to be strong. So here's Owen talking about this team. Yeah, we are very, very strong defensively, especially up front in the front court. I mean, we have a lot of returning guys. I think everybody played in the majority of the games last year between me, Kobe, Bo Plant, Sias, and then adding Isaiah and then soon to be Watts. Like, we'll be very, very dominant up front. So I think he's saying, and without saying it, they're going to be real up front. And he talked about how the defense is becoming more aggressive. We want to see a more aggressive defense, right? We don't want to see a defense just sitting back, letting offenses pick them apart. We don't want to see that, right? We want to see an attacking defense. We want to see an aggressive defense, creating opportunities, getting to the quarterback, stuffing the running game, shutting down the wide receivers, just getting after it. We want to see a more aggressive defense. Well, I think we're going to see that according to Owen Porter. Uh, I think us being more aggressive is more that we're becoming more comfortable as like a team. Like the back guys can kind of play off of us even if – the front four aren't in the correct place or where they're supposed to be. They can make us right, so we don't have to slow down to think about, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be in the A gap, but I'm in the B gap because they're going to make us right behind us, so we don't have to freak out or anything like that. The experience is going to come into play. That defense is looking stronger. That defense is a little bit more experienced, and you get to play a game on Saturday. It was probably an important endeavor for Owen and for a lot of these guys because it didn't matter to them that it was a spring game. It was a glorified scrimmage. No, they were excited. Owen was excited because they got to play a game. Uh, it feels pretty good. I mean, I, I think we all love playing football. If you don't love playing football, what's the point in being here? Cause it's not worth it if you don't love it. So uh, getting out here to play a game is just like playing any other game. It's, you should be extremely excited whether we're playing ourselves like I said last time, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers or Middle Tennessee. Like, it doesn't matter. You should be enjoying it anyways. Okay, is there a difference? I think there's a big difference between playing the Pittsburgh Steelers and playing the Middle Tennessee State University Blue Raiders. I think there might be a slight difference there, just a little. I'm not a big Steelers fan. I'm not a big Blue Raiders fan, but I would think I would get excited if I was uh, facing down the Steelers more than the Blue Raiders. I think Owen is saying, look, I don't care if it is the Blue Raiders. I want to go out and play a game. I'll go play in this green and white thing. I'll go play in NFL. I'll go play. I want to play. So he was excited. Everyone should be excited. I mean, that's something that's going to be contagious. Get excited. I think that was the whole point. This was, hey, here's, here's the herd. Here's what we're doing. It's going to be a, a, a festival atmosphere. You get to come in, watch a little bit of our practice, our glorified practice here. Basically, it was controlled. It was vanilla. It was a practice. This wasn't a, a true game. We didn't go a, we didn't play a true game. One, you don't want to get anyone hurt. Two, you probably didn't have enough players to do that. You had, if you saw the green jerseys, because you had, saw the black jerseys and the white jerseys, and then you saw a few players in green. Well, they were playing on both squads. So if you're in a green jersey, do you get hot dogs and steak? I need to know that one. That's, I need to know that. 
Because I would think you're like, oh, okay, you got to be in the green jersey, so you're going to be doing double duty. You're going to be playing on both sides of, of this football field. You're going to be playing for the green team. You're going to be playing for the white team, even though the green was in black. You're going to be playing for the green team. I would think you go, okay, coach, I can do that because I get steak and hot dogs. Get a little steak here, get some hot dogs. I'm good. So, yeah, I don't think that's why you um, you do these things. Um, you, you do these things because you want to make sure that everybody, you get enough look at all the people you need to look at. At the same time, you don't do something that's going to get somebody hurt. That was important. You don't want to go into any situation with injuries. You don't want to do that. So I'm okay. I don't need a full-blown game. Maybe you do, and that's, that's cool. I don't want something happening here impacting later. Now, of course, something could happen anytime. I get that. But I don't want anything happening at that spring game that's going to impact what this team does come fall. I don't want any injuries. I don't want anything bad. So if they got to do a little bit more controlled, I'm fine. Whatever it takes. Because the important game, even though this is important, the important game is the next one that counts on the record sheet. That's the important one. All this is important, but this is not the game. This is getting ready for the game. So I'm cool with that. Moving on to being more comfortable in this system. you got a guy like Owen Porter. He's got a little bit more time under his belt now. He knows what the system is. He's understanding it better. He's been in it. He can do it. Not that he couldn't before, but he's more comfortable in it now. I think you're going to see more from these players because they're not trying to learn how to do this all over again with a different coach's system. They're not trying to reinvent anything here. It's just go do it now. So Owen Porter talked about being more comfortable in the system. Yes, way more comfortable, uh, especially as a defense because we went from running like kind of a drop eight scheme the first years with Doc, and now we're – Pretty aggressive, I mean, I think, as a, in Coach G's scheme. So as a defense coming in the second year with a whole year of experience now, everybody already should know what they're doing for the most part, especially the old guys. So it just makes you play way, way faster and allows us to be more aggressive up front. There's that word again, be more aggressive. So I think you're going to see a comfortable unit that can go out there and be more aggressive, as he said, attack. That's what I want. I want a defense that goes out there and attacks. I'm not saying do something stupid and leave three wide receivers open. I'm just saying I want to see an aggressive offense that is able to go out and do it instead of thinking about it. And I think that's what you're hearing. We can go out and do it. Now, what's it like being a kid on Christmas? It's been a while since we've had that feeling, right? You know, you're getting all those presents. You're getting all those those things, and you're excited about it. It's sort of like that with Owen when it comes to that D-line. He talked a little bit about those newcomers. I think he is excited. I think he is that kid on Christmas waiting for all those new toys to be ready to play with. They look really good. Isaiah is gigantic. Uh, Watts is extremely intelligent. Q is a freak of nature uh, coming from Miami. That kid is, when he knows what he's doing, it is very ridiculous in the way that he can move his body. <laughs> So he's excited 
Wait till you get to the game, right? You get to a real game with all those, and then you're on that line with them and going. Not practice, not not scrimmage. I'm talking about a real game. You're going to look around, and here we are. How excited is he going to be? Because as we talked about, he described this team, this defense, going to be strong. Or as Coach Huff would say, real. Finally, it's over now, right? You get a chance to take a break because summer's coming up. So you get an opportunity to, to wrap up, kind of rest, recuperate. Owen talked a little bit about what's next for him. Uh, first is May. Uh, everybody's got to go home. you got to get a little break, step away from this for a minute because once we come back in the summer, you don't get a break after that. So you're pretty much July all the way to December, so you need to take your little break now. Get recuperated if you have to take, you know, two weeks, go home, see your family, you know, get comfortable. And then once you come back from summer, we hit the ground running full speed. There you have it. That's the outline from Owen Porter. We'll, um, we'll follow this story throughout the uh, rest of the, of the week. we got plenty more to talk about from the spring game. We'll get your comments in as well. The phone line is 877-420-TALK and the text line 304-396-8255. 304-396-TALK. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. A couple of things before we go. Marshall Baseball won the final game of the series and swept the series at Western Kentucky. It was an 8-4 victory on Sunday completing a sweep of the Hilltoppers. Next up, taking on Charlotte for a three-game series. That's going to be back here in Huntington. And, of course, on the flip side, former Spring Valley pitcher Cody Sharp has announced he's entered the transfer portal. He played six games for the Thundering Herd. Also, congratulations to Kaylee Payne, named Conference USA Freshman of the Year. Marshall Swimming and Diving has a bright future in store. Kaylee Payne, one of the uh, bright spots for the swimming and diving team. Of course, Marshall softball losing the final game of the series at Western Kentucky. 10-0 on Sunday. Next up, April 27th, going to be at Radford, then back here in Huntington. Hopefully the herd can bounce back. I mean, it was a tough series. That last game, maybe not indicative of everything, but it was a tough series. And, of course, as uh, we've been talking about, the the green and the black unis beat the white 13-6. Now that that's over with for a little while, we can focus more and head out to at least um, we've got some things we can get, we can do. We don't have to worry about football for a while. We can focus fully on baseball. Hopefully we can get a decision sooner than later as far as when there's going to be groundbreaking for wherever this stadium's going to be. Of course, you've got that deadline for a lot of funding that is coming You know, if you – if you've been following along, there's some money involved that the, um, of course, city is offering. There's some money there to help with some of this. So there's a deadline, though, when that money will be available and when it won't be. And, of course, you know that 2024 deadline doable, possibly, just because, again, that's when that money's going to not be available. So you kind of want to get use of that money sooner than later. you got to get going. Right, you gotta get you gotta get it going. I don't know when we're gonna see baseball though. Hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully it'll be in the next couple of years. I hate to think what 
the first couple of seasons in the Sun Belt will look like because the Sun Belt's pretty good in baseball right now. So that's a little concern of mine. Baseball and everybody else, hopefully we'll get these facilities uh, taken care of. I know there's a lot of things that could be done differently with some of the facilities here. I've seen some of your complaints. I've seen some of what you would like to see fixed. I've followed along, and I will continue to follow along. Let's get that baseball park built. That's Hey, look, beating WKU, grant this man a baseball park. Grant Jeff Wagner a baseball park, please. You should get a, every time you beat WKU, you sweep WKU. You should get a, there should be like a medal or something. There should be a medallion, just because, right? That's the team you lo- you love to hate, right? Is it going to be Appalachian State? Is that going to be the new team? We're going to get back to the old days. It's going to be Marshall Appy. I'm sorry, App App State. I'm learning. Don't call them Appy. It's App. That does it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.